Welcome to the Superintend Podcast. I'm Idaho Superintendent of Public Instruction, Debbie Critchfield. Our podcast is a way to highlight important issues in education, success stories in our state, and talk about the work we do at the Idaho Department of Education. Each episode is about 10 minutes long, so we call it the Super in 10. Today, we welcome Athan Sanchez. Mr. Sanchez is a second grade dual language immersion teacher in the Boise School District. He's been an educator for 15 years. Mr. Sanchez is an Idaho native and holds degrees from Boise State and the University of Idaho. I had the pleasure of meeting him during a recent school visit. And once I learned about him and his passion for his work, I immediately asked him to join me on the podcast. Mr. Sanchez, welcome to the Superintend. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Let's talk about dual language in elementary school. This is not a new thing to Idaho, but we hear more about it, I think, in the last couple of years. We hear parents that are interested in their, their kids being a part of it. What, what do you hear from your school community at Whitney around teaching elementary kids another language? Um, there's a pot of positive vibe from it from all parents, from all aspects. It, it just seems to be the trend. A lot of districts in Idaho are accepting it. Um, my parents, I mean, there's a constant always asking the, our secretary about spaces that are open in our school to be enrolled. So, I, I mean, it's, there's a positive, positive vibe from the community. It just seems to be growing. We can't feel it. We don't, we used to have like an issue of finding students, but now they're just coming. It just seems to be the trend right now. So clearly, as the instructor educator in the class, you see the benefit of that, and, and you see other academic benefits. Talk to us a little bit about not, not just the, the obvious one, which is you acquire another skill in, in a language. What else do you observe from your students? Um, I've been doing this for 15 years, and one of my things that I've seen, I've seen my students, based on my experience, they say that usually the students lack within the until third grade and their test scores kind of catch up with their monolingual peers what i've seen in my experience our stu- my students have scored just as high if not higher than their monolingual students so it's it's amazing i've done a i wrote a research paper on it as well but that's just what i've found more so through my experience and they're learning in half the time versus their monolingual students as well explain that to me a little bit what does that mean learning in half the time so what I do is I have a partner, a teaching partner, who also teaches English, uh, or she focuses on English and I focus on Spanish. And we share two classes, usually about 20 kids, and we have it broken down to content to really, really dig in to that language learning. So my partner focuses on language arts. That's non-negotiable for both languages. So I have Spanish language arts. She has English language arts. And so we broke it down to content-based, which alternates every other grade level through our school. Um, which we're kind of really starting out. Um, so I focus, second grade's focus is Spanish side is math and Spanish language arts. And my partner focuses on English language arts and social studies and science. Okay. And so what we do is we start out our day and I'll explain to you how, because it gets complicated how it works, but it's really not for the students. So I start out with class A, she starts with class B. She does, we both do our schedules pretty similar in the sense of we start out with language arts, then we switch to our our content more so um, that we're assigned. So we'll start with language arts, and then we'll flip, fl- oh, do math, and then she'll do social studies and science while I'm doing math. Then we flip-flop midday, 
and I teach Spanish language arts to the other class, class B, oh, okay. and she does class A. Okay. The, the whole idea of this is to really, really get the students exposed to language every day. English, they're around English all day. Um, if you break down a day, that's probably less than 10% that they're really focused on our target language, which is in our case at Whitney, we teach Spanish as our target language, which is our second language that we're going after. Um, and so they really need to have really, really thoughtful instruction. Um, and I'm in Spanish all day as much as I can. And you'd be amazed. Now, you saw firsthand um, these students. I speak nothing but Spanish to them. At the beginning, it's, it's one of those things transitioning like everything else. But eventually, it's all Spanish. And then they know for sure that they know that our classroom or my classroom is all Spanish. During those times, mm -hmm. this is the language that they're going to hear. It's the language that you're teaching them to be able to communicate in. And, and you're right, in the visit, I, w I was so impressed. Eight years old, second grade, eight, nine-ish age, and the, the students were responding to questions and, um, and, and a part of the conversation. Okay, so here's the thought that I've, I've had on this. Um, homework. How, how, do, how does that work um, when you send assignments home in Spanish for parents who don't already know that language? So here's the, that's kind of the idea that we've really, you know, we've always talked about. But really, second grade, our homework is reading 20 minutes each day in gotcha. either language. Um, I sometimes send Spanish reading materials because those are hard um, to come by um, for both parents. But, I mean, if you really think about it, that's what our ML students face every day, right? ML. Help which are multilingual acronym. learners. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Education <Sorry>. is so <laughs> yeah. loaded with acronyms. Um, and, you know, that's that's the dilemma that a lot of parents are faced with, right? And so, you know, we have it simple in the sense of just reading in either language because I was talking before our podcast to Scott, and I was telling him that what we're trying to do is make those connections to get those students really to – to get to their academic achievement, right? Well, there's three goals for bilingual education, bilingualism, biliteracy, right? So you wanna be competent in both languages and lit through literacy. Then you wanna do your academic achievement. And then finally, the social cultural competence, right? Accepting cultures. And so, you know, that's one of the goals is academic achievement. And so we really build on both languages to get there. So I, I'm thinking of how my own understanding of the English language and, and grammar was strengthened when I studied Spanish myself. It was interesting how I had some kind of light bulb moments um, in junior high and high school taking Spanish, which I did through college. And anyway, um, I remembered thinking on, you know, some of the rules and some of these things. I was like, oh, that's what that means. So I recognize that there's an added benefit of of understanding your own language at a deeper level when you're, you know, when you're learning a different language. Yes, no, I agree. That's a lot of what we do. Um, a lot of linguistic connections, right? Um, both languages are kind of derived from the Latin roots, and so they have a lot of commonalities. And we, we study that every day, like whether we're focusing on specific reading skills, where we're looking at prefixes or all that grammar. I mean, we, we write it down and they're like, oh, this, they make the connection in English. Like right. ED is ito, you know? So it's just stuff, you know, just making those connections, you know, that they're learning the same thing, just different languages, but they're able, they kind of mesh so um, what, more so. Tell me about the, clearly the ultimate goal is, is to get them conversational, 
um, you know, if, if fluency is, you know, a, a great thing, but to be, to be conversational and be able to understand that's not happening um, by the end of the eighth grade. If you're taking someone who hasn't had exposure uh, to a different language, you know, previously, what happens in third grade, fourth grade? What, what are you doing at Whitney to build upon that? So it's not just a, a one year experience. So more so we're all really being intentional with speaking the target language and getting them to speak. Usually it's, it's K to two. It's really hard for them to get that conversational and not that the kids can't do it. A lot of it is the confidence. Um, and then you also got to remember they've only had language instruction for maybe two or three years for, you know, 180 days if we take a school year in half the time so let's uh, 90 days really if you really think about it and they're likely not going home where that language is spoken either so that that limits that exposure well and that's the thing too that's what we really focus on in our classrooms to be in that target language because like i said you break down the day it's probably less than 10 percent they're hearing that target language which is in our case spanish and they're hearing english all around i have a lot of kids that still will still want to respond and will respond in Spanish. And so I'm just building on what they have. And it's just like what we've noticed with everything in education. Every student's different. And same thing with language learning. So we're trying to build on what they know, making those connections between both languages to get them to strengthen that language that they're that we're trying to get them to learn, I guess. As you pointed out, Whitney has chosen language as, or excuse me, Spanish as their, their second language. Mm-hmm. But we see statewide, even... Um, in different schools in the same district, they may have chosen a different language. Students can have exposure, parents can make decisions for kids, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Spanish, it can be a variety of languages. And so as someone who was very serious and focused on this aspect of being an educator, give me your your elevator sell speech on on why this is good for kids. Oh, first off, I when I have my my own children, they'll be in the program regardless wherever I'm at at the time. Um, I think it's a great way to learn the language. And those kids, their brains are like sponges. They're soaking it up versus if they were to be in a language program, more, more a modern language program where they're just kind of repeating things. This really immerses them in the language where that's where we learn, right? As a baby, we're immersed in the language. You know, we hear cookie you know me want cookie i want it develops and it's the same thing with dual language they're hearing that they're learning that the same process these their brains are way more they're ready for this more so what about what about to an educator who's maybe considering adding this as as part of their their classroom experience what advice would you have for someone who's who's thinking about that um my advice would be is it's hard it's hard but be patient I really be patient, trust the process, and the kids will overcome. You know, it's it's like I said, it's challenging for parents because they don't know how to help. And I think that's just how it is sometimes. That's how we learn just constant practice and just persevering through everything. So that's my advice. Um, I think, you know, learning an, another language is a no-brainer for our global society today. So it's going to benefit not only you as your family, but I think as our society, our country, I think, you know, that's, it's what we need. Mr. Sanchez, we can feel the excitement of what you do and, and how dedicated you are to helping students. And, and I just want to thank you for that. I think you've got uh, lucky students that get to come to your class and experience learning in, in just a, a full way. 
And so we appreciate you taking time out of your school day and school break uh, to come sit down with us and, and share some, some exciting things that are happening in our classrooms here in Idaho. Thank you. Once again, our guest on this episode of the podcast has been Nathan Sanchez, a second grade dual language immersion teacher in the Boise School District. The Superintend Podcast is produced by the Idaho Department of Education. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. They can also be streamed on YouTube and the department's website, sde.idaho.gov. I'm Superintendent Debbie Critchfield. Thank you for listening. Thank you.